This is the Friday, May 5, 2023 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. Elevated tensions between Ukraine and Russia put a jolt in the grains. For the week, the nearby wheat contract gained 27 cents, while the July corn contract added 12 cents. The soy complex seemed immune to the Black Sea situation while trying to add on to a soy oil rally. The July soybean contract moved 17 cents higher, while the July meal contract shed 6.30 per ton. July cotton advanced 3.10 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, June Class 3 milk futures dropped 32 cents. The livestock market finished on a downward trend. June cattle fell 3.55. May feeders cut 9.30. And the June lean hog contract lost 7.92 or 8.6%. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index finished 41 ticks lower. June crude oil lost 5.26 per barrel. Comex gold added $26 per ounce, and the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index fell a little more than 17 points to settle at 545.35. Joining us now is regular market analyst Chris Robinson. Hey, Chris. Hey, Paul. Is this a positive week to be here? Uh, it feels like we've put a bottom in. Yeah, after. And that's you know, the big question everybody has. Yeah. And that's what I have. Have we put the bottom in in wheat? Uh, we, you know, wheat's broke what, in four months. We broke two dollars, and now multiple times people have tried to buy it. Buy it every time. There's a I call it a Putin scare. We got another one going this week. What's going to happen with the Black Sea? Are they going to put mines in there to keep the Russians out? Who, who knows? But every time we've had those pops, they've been rallies to sell. Hopefully, we can get some legs on this one. It's been a the last four months has been, you know, uh, very disappointing. So yeah, we've tried to buy the, the lows before. We tried again. Uh, we hit a 22 month low. Uh, across the board. The funds are, I think, are in the driver's seat. What does that mean? They're short a record amount of Chicago wheat. Um, I put it in the letter today. I think that it's something like 185,000 contracts. If they have to buy that back, they're going to be the elevator ride up. So we'll see. Uh, So I'd I'd say we'll have to wait and see. It sort of feels like we're closer to the bottom than we were a week ago. So what do I do if I want to get involved in this market? Well, if you're a farmer, you're already involved, right? You're always long. So um, I would say this, if you, if you were, are making emotional sales or, or, you know, some guys made really good sales two, three dollars ago because they're like, okay, I want to protect this level. But if you think that, that the lows might be in, that's a good time to, to uh, maybe look at reowning some of what you sold in the past. And you don't want us to reown it for a week or two. You can go reown it all summer. Because if we get a summer market, a summer market rally that may be something that helps everybody you know recover so that would be that's what i would be saying now if you're a, if you're still worried about the downside you don't want to have real expensive uh downside protection on this is a time where i think you'd want to to make sure that you haven't don't have too much tied up in a down in a downside put moving to corn is it the same set of questions here black sea is the low in are we headed higher you know corn uh, it broke 80 cents in 11 days. Uh, soybeans broke, I think it was uh, close to 90 cents, something like that. We had this horrendous sell-off in the last 10 days. A lot of it was because of what was going on in outside markets. It feels like that's behind us. The, the crude oil seems like it might have found a bottom. It felt to me like a lot of people were trading corn uh, that couldn't get enough action in the, in the uh, crude oil, right? Because everybody's concerned if, if that goes away. Um, I, I also think that 
that last takeaway, when the Chinese took away, the, did the cancellations, we already knew about it once, and then they put it in, in the exports yesterday, and it was like people forgot about it for a week. That certainly felt like uh, we might have been the low for a while, that, that 516, 517 area. And I think most farmers now, that's what you're looking at, is next year's corn crop. Um, you know, and uh, I think the, the big level to watch now is, is can we get back above 550? This year's corn crop's going in right now. We're, I'm sure we'll have a huge bump up come Monday from USDA on progress. Yeah. What's that do to new crop positions on where we should be? Well, we just bottomed out, and I, you know, we had some really good opportunities back in December, January, February. January, February, the last time I was here, I, I, we talked about it. We were at $596 for about six weeks. So a lot of people had a lot of opportunity to do something back then. Um, and then, of course, we had this, you know, the, the big flush in March. Then we had a little recovery at a 50-cent rally. People are like, okay, the lows are in. That was the last time we had a big flush. Um, I would say this. Now is not the time to get aggressive. You don't want to be selling corn at the 17-month low, which is really where we were. I know, bigger picture, I always tell guys to step back and look, look for a rally. Um, hopefully the worst is behind us right now. So you're done buying corn if you're an end user? No, if you're an end user, yeah. this is probably a still, screaming buy opportunity. Still yeah. on for you. Oh, yeah. If, if uh, like a bakery or, uh, you know, anybody that needs to buy um, corn, um, a mill, something like that, absolutely. This okay. is when you want to step in. And the only people who haven't stepped in and bought yet again, the Chinese, right? So we'll see. Let's move to beans. They were, as I mentioned, immune from the Black Sea. But oil, you mentioned crude. This is more so oil. There was other issues in other oils. Is that the only factor you think moving this market? Well, I think that crush issue and what's going on with the, uh, you know, South America with the small Argentine crop. Argentines trying to get beans from Brazil so they can do their crush. I think that's something that we're going to continue to watch and see if it impacts ours. But if you look at what happened with bean oil, I mean, bean oil, we were at a, almost a two-year low. This 51, 52 level in July. Um, hopefully that, again, is behind us. And that's been very, very sensitive to, to crude oil as well. We had that big break the other day. We broke down, made new 15-month lows in crude oil. Um, so, again, is the bottom in? It's kind of a, if you look across the board, you're probably going to see people try and step in here and buy. They call it a tradable bottom. What does that mean? It just means we've come to an area on the charts where there was a lot of activity. And if that holds, that'll be the base for the next move. Well, the chart on the screen right now talks to what you're referring to. We've also hit some retracement here in beans, right? Do you, is that the, where the biggest retracement is happening right now? And what does that mean? And if I'm a producer at home that I need to do? Well, are you, are you talking about old crop or new crop? Uh, let's go new crop then. Yeah, new crop. Uh, November soybeans, they've actually been like the strongest across the, the board. We, we did come down to that 1250 level. That's a big support level. A lot of people think if that holds, then the next low you've got to worry about is the the July low, 1217. So the beans held in the best. The, the corn and wheat just had really terrible, you know, two, three weeks. We dropped a tremendous amount. Soybeans have held in the best. Um, we'll, we'll see if that continues. We've had steady soybean demand. We have had terrible demand for, for wheat and corn, really. It's been under, underperforming, at, you know, and I believe last week it was the lowest uh, exports that we've had in 20 years for corn. So again, hopefully we're bottoming out. Um, but technically in soybeans, everybody's going to look, look at the round numbers. Are we going to get another pop-up to $13? It feels like we want to go there after today. But again, just like when corn was back at 
590 all the way in January, February, March, just kind of sat there, put everybody to sleep. You could have done a lot at $14. So um, I would say if you get back to, towards 13, start looking at doing something. If you didn't do any marketing back on the highs, what you don't want to do is, is make a bad decision and sell at these lows. Um, now will be a time where you know, you'd probably be better off buying a very, very cheap put if it'll stop you from making a bad cash sale. Cotton had a little rally this week. Yeah. Is that going to continue? I think that depends on the Chinese demand and also as the soybeans go, cotton will go. Cotton's been stuck in a, a kind of a miserable six cent trading range for five months. It's just been waiting for something to happen. We had a tremendous volatility last year, right? Uh, just all over the place. I think people are going to continue to watch for new crop cotton, 80 cents. That's a big psychological level, just like 550 corn or $13 beans. That's, I think, are the next battlegrounds. And we'll see. Uh, the setup is there. The funds are short cotton. They're, they're really but pretty much, you know, they just got short uh, corn. That's another thing. Uh, if those guys have to cover those shorts, that could help us, uh, you know, propel to a new high. The biggest short you got to worry about is wheat. That's a big position, and I, you know, I don't know where they were going to go with that if they really have to buy back their wheat. In livestock, live cattle have put in a top, question mark? I, two, three weeks ago, it was all-time highs for, for live cattle, going back you know, as far as, long as you want to look. People were looking at feeder cattle, wondering if they were going to go test their, their 2015 highs, the last time we were up here. Feeder cattle still has a way to go. You know, anybody in the last 14 months that has said, you know, the lows, or the, 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 tops is in, the top is in for cattle has been, um, you know, proven wrong. This has been a textbook rally for the last 14 months of why a marketer would want to use puts rather than selling futures. Because if you sold futures, you just left a tremendous amount on the table, no matter where you covered them. You know, if you use that as a hedge, people that use puts over the last year, yeah, you probably lost money on your puts, but you participated in that rally. So... Two, three years from now, I'm sure somebody's going to write a book saying, you know, this was the perfect time to, to uh, you should always use puts in a, in a rally market. You know, demand has held up. We still have really good unemployment numbers coming out today. That's been the one big what if. People are going to stop going to the grocery store and buying beef. If demand holds up, you know, that may be something where, you know, we've had these corrections before. We had a correction about a month ago. But the overall trend has been up for the last 14 months. Um, uh, if you're a producer, you, you always want to keep the upside open. Um, I'm still friendly livestock. Well, let's do a question that came in uh, via Facebook. This is Scott in Wisconsin. He has a question in that livestock area. He says, if packers are short cattle, Chris, why is the market lower the last two weeks? For live cattle? Yeah. Well, I also think that, you know, you have to look at where we have been. Demand has been really good. We did have a nasty break in cash this week. And it's just like everything else. At some point, the market has to pull back. If you look at the bigger picture, you can't rally $20, $25 and not have $5, $10 pullbacks, sure. which I think that's what happened. So it, when you say it's lower, it's relative to what? Um, every time that we've had these corrections, we'll see. Next week, the, the proof will be in the pudding. We, had a, we, we settled lower on the week. We'll see if that happens. The other thing to worry about, again, I talked about it probably too much, but the managed money, they've got a big, long bet in um, live cattle. If they decide they want to get out of that, that could push us lower. And then you can, con conversely, they have a record short bet for lean hogs. If they have to cover that, that could be the spike ho higher. So I would look at that spread moving ahead. 
And again, when somebody says, yeah, something's been lower, you got to look at what we've done. We're, when we're at record highs, to have a $10 break after you know, such a big move, I don't think it's that, that much to panic about yet. In hogs? Or in live cattle? In, in live cattle. Okay, let's yeah. go back to hogs then, because there's similar factors technically at play there. Looking at this chart that's on the screen now, was that a recovery bounce that we saw at the start of the month of April? Oh, yeah, you know, that, that was interesting. We started the year, we were at contract highs in December, uh, lean hogs. It looked like we were going to have another good year. It was a really good rally. All we've done since December was trend lower. Um, that has been probably the most irritating or uh, difficult market to understand, especially when you've got live cattle, you know, going basically higher, steadily higher, steadily higher. It feels like we may have made a, a new low there. There's concern there, and you're starting to see the... Uh, some drop in the uh, marketing's marketing weights. You're starting to see, you know, a little bit of more liquidation. As you know, people continue to. If you're in the hog business, you're looking at it saying, "Well, where are we going to bottom out here?" It felt like we had bottomed out. Um, we had a little bit of a recovery, um, but uh, I, again, I think the big levels to watch, especially in July hogs, that 80 cent level, that's got to be key to hold. Okay, Chris Robinson, thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks. your time. That's going to do it as we put a pause on this analysis and continue our discussion about these markets in our Market Plus segment. You can find both the analysis and the plus on our website of markettomarket.org. These resources are free. We do love hearing from you on story ideas, comments, and general conversation. Drop us an email via markettomarket at iowapbs.org. Next week we look at a new approach to handling mental health emergencies in rural America. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great week.